Hey everyone, welcome to the Wild and Uncut podcast brought to you by Ruger. I'm your host, Christy Titus. Thank you for tuning in. The line is going hot, so let's go full send on this episode. Well, that's exactly what we're doing is we'll range it yep. and then I'll use the line tool to draw and be like, yeah, that's right, you know, yep. or hey, I hit a thousand yards here. This is where that's out on the map, so the deer has to be there. Every year, your innovation, it I mean, it just never ceases to amaze me. All of the complexities that you're building into one app. Hey, everybody, thank you for joining us live from the Wild Sheep Foundation convention in Reno, Nevada. I'm here with Dylan Dowson from OnX Hunt. Dylan, you just rolled in a little bit late, but you're here, yep. so better late than never. Yep, travel was pretty rough, but here, so it's good. It's been great. I've been here, I think this is my second day, so. Yeah. Not enough time, like you said, to chat never with her. It's never time. enough time to meet with everybody and talk yeah. to everybody and see everything you want to see. But um, it's been a great show. It's nice to be back in person again. Oh, my gosh. We've been talking about that. Like, when I launched the podcast, you're like, let's do a podcast. I'm like, Ew, yeah, well, I'm doing them, like, in person because yep. we have the video side because I have a much bigger video audience than current audio audience. Um, and I'm like, we got to get together face-to-face and do this. And I am just so thankful that yep. you're here. Onyx does not have a booth here. Nope. But you guys are here with uh, Hunt and Fool has a booth, and you yep. guys have a great partnership with them right now. So yep. you have a definite presence in this room. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a few of us from Onyx here just kind of walking around and doing podcasts, meeting with folks. Yeah. And yeah, it's definitely worth coming down. Sheep's like probably my favorite show. It's, it's nice because it's not giant. You can still see yeah. everybody you want to see. Um, but it's just a really cool, well done show. It is a great so. show. If you guys haven't been, you all need to make the trek to Reno once yeah. a year. It's it's literally like coming home. Um, you see all your friends, great outfitters, mm-hmm. great gear, tons of people. And it's just like a different vibe, I feel like. Yeah. The cool thing about this show, I think, is at night when the auction is going on or even after the auction's over, everybody congregates at the pepper mill and mm-hmm. you're in one place. So it's not like people are scattered all over the city yep. in different restaurants and different places. Everybody's in one spot and it's a great fellowship that they have, have built with this organization. And, and it's great that Onyx is, is participating. And I think everybody here, myself included, we're completely addicted to Onyx technology. And you guys, I don't know how you do it, but every year your innovation, it I mean, it just never ceases to amaze me. All of the complexities that you're building into one app and the great relationships that you're pairing with it. I mean, it went from being, oh, do you have Onyx because we want to know landowner information mm-hmm. or public private land boundaries to now you guys are helping with hunt planning you've launched 3d maps i'm buying real estate right now and i'll go on realtor.com and i look up land parcels kind of figure out where they are and the first thing i do is get on my onyx yeah i mean the tool for it i can tell how much public land is around where it's at where my access points are i mean It's a tool that I use darn near every day right now. It's crazy. Yeah, it really is. And, I, you know, we hear more and more people say that. 
Yeah. If they're using it for real estate or for all sorts of different things, right? Even at the show, if you're parking, like I'll drop a waypoint because, yeah. you know, I'm not used to cities or, or, you know, the area. I've dropped several waypoints and been like, hey, we'll meet here. Um, yeah. No, yeah. my realtor will take pictures yep. from different parts of these ranches and then she'll drop the pin on Onyx with that photo attached mm -hmm. and send them to me. Yeah. So when I'm looking at the 3D map, then I can open up the photo that's attached to that. It's, I mean, it's it's remarkable yeah. what you guys I have done. I use it a lot for that too. We uh, we recently bought a new new home. Yeah. And I have plans to put a shop up and just do certain certain different things. And like on Onyx, I have it all kind of marked out. Like here's where I want to shop. Here's you know where yeah. you move this. And yeah, no, it's pretty much a, a daily use tool at this point. Yeah, it's it, it's insane. So we're kind of coming out of hunting season, and um, I did a testimonial. I'm editing up for you guys right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that the, the way we spot and stalk hunt has changed and transformed so much. So in the yep. past, you know, you'd see an animal a thousand yards away or a mile away in a spotting scope and you might get a compass bearing on the direction that animal was and, and head out. And then you get on the ground and everything looks different yep. on the ground once you're there than your vantage point. And it was it was always so easy to like lose your perspective or lose where that animal was. Like this year, numerous times we'd see bucks from two or three miles away mm -hmm. and we'd be like, you know, we just really need to get closer because you know it's a mid-160s deer, could be a mid-170s. Yep. Is there something missing on this buck that we're missing, you know, some... So I'm not seeing it all. Yeah, that yeah. little that little extra kicker. Is there something we're missing? So let's you know get, you know do a let's bust out and get a closer look. Yep. And, and instead of just getting a compass reading and a direction and going and being somewhat blind, man, we were able to like measure with our line tool, yep. count a drainage over, pretty much mark a waypoint where that animal was, get the wind right, and and do legitimate stalks with yep. with that tool. <clears throat> not lose our terrain association and I there's numerous times that we were in the zone and I could have shot bucks this year and it was like you'd look around and you're like oh gosh this looks this doesn't look right so but different this is what the pin yeah you know this we're we're close we're in that zone I mean it's it's made hunting so much more efficient especially you know in big western landscapes yeah for sure and that's that's a perfect use case i tell people that all the time um especially too you don't have to expose yourself right yeah like, otherwise you know if you're either keeping tabs on that deer or mm -hmm. you know you're not sure if it's the next ridge so you need to go to the top of this ridge to check like the l less you expose yourself the better off you're going to be mm -hmm. um until you're ready to obviously be in a position to make the shot or mm -hmm. look at it again or whatever but yeah i uh i started doing that a lot spring bear hunting because you know you'll glass up a bear across the drainage and if you don't drop a waypoint or anything and just take off after it no oh, you're you can waste you're the whole day so because turned around. yeah you get over there and it's like i have no clue if i'm 50 yards from that opening that bear was in or 500 you know everything just looks different um and so yeah i always say exactly what you just said there drop a waypoint it might take Not, an extra second to yeah. figure out exactly where it is but it's going to save you so much time in the long run and it's easy to be like oh there's you know i finally glassed up a bull or a nice buck and i've been here all all day many hours on this rock glassing or whatever it's easy just to grab the pack and the rifle and well, just take excited. off 
But yeah, if you just take a second and like study the map, and again, it's like, okay, is he two drainages? Well, it might look like he's two, but if you look at the topo on the map, he's actually four, mm -hmm. and there's two in between that you that don't see. You don't see with the naked um, eye, yeah. So yeah, it, it saves so much time in the long run, and that's that's for a spot and stock one of the biggest thing. And I know you mentioned uh, the line tool to like distance, right? Yeah. But also if you use the rangefinder mm -hmm. to verify that. Yeah. So there's been times where, you know, I'll be like... Well, that's exactly what we're doing is we'll range it yep. and then I'll use the line tool to draw and be like, yeah, that's right, you know, yep. or hey, I hit a thousand yards here. This is where that's out on the map. So the deer has to be there, yep, you know, because exactly. sometimes you're obviously with, with you know, beyond the capabilities beyond of your finders. laser range finder. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, to double check or like, you know, I'll drop a waypoint and then if it's within, you know, a couple thousand yards and I can range it, then I'll do the line tool and then range it. And mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, if I'm 200 yards off, clearly I, I misplaced that waypoint, mm -hmm. right? So it's a, a cool way to verify and double double check. I'm even doing that with real estate shopping. Um, when I'm looking at ranches, I'm like, okay, well, I want a thousand yard range. Yeah. So let me use the line tool and I'm measuring across properties and ranches to see if it's gonna give me the distance that I'm looking for yeah. for a shooting facility. I mean, I don't even have to, I mean, how would we do this before? Like, <laughs> I mean, you would have to be on the ground every time. I can rule out a property like instantly with that line tool. Yeah. It's it saved me so much hassle um, and headache of being disoriented or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. I, I use it a lot too on the computer for drawing hiking routes. Yeah. Um, so like on the computer, it's really easy to do a free draw instead of like, you know, dot to dot yeah. where it's straight line. So like I'll do a free draw and just kind of draw a route up a spine of a ridge, you know, maybe drop a waypoint for a glassing point, whatever. And then, you know, maybe, maybe it's a through hike or whatever it is, um, save it. And then you can see a, the distance elevation change. elevation profile, which is really nice. I mean, it's, you know, if you're good at reading a topo map, it's easy to understand, but like a lot of folks don't quite understand how That's to read right. topo maps. Um, so it's easy to be like, okay, if I right out of the gate have a 3000 foot climb, like, that's going to be, you know, for, for a lot of folks might be a little bit more than they want to bite off. Um, or even like, you know, layering accordingly. Like if I'm going to get out of the pickup and climb 2000 feet, I'm not going to be, you know, layered up heavy in the morning. Yeah. You want to start out cold and yep. yeah. So, but yeah, I use that a lot. And then the, the nice thing, which I know, you know, is, um, I save it on the computer. It automatically is on my phone. So when yeah. I'm out there in the field, I just look and you know, everything that I prepared for on the computer is just right on the phone. So. And you can download those maps. A lot of people don't yep. realize, they're like, well, I don't have phone service, mm -hmm. so this isn't going to work for me. You can download those maps, and then there's three different uh, perspectives you can download in a 10-mile radius, a 5-mile radius, and then the last one's... 150. One, okay, yep. a 150-mile radius. So you can have a giant perspective of an area that's not as detailed, or you can just crimp it down into exactly you know that finite spot that yep. you're wanting to look and, at. And really what the difference is there is like obviously the 150s, the big ones, you get a, a lot of area, which is great. Um, but you're not going to be able to zoom in real tight and get mm -hmm. like the, the detailed, crisp, clean imagery. Um, so what I do is like I've got the entire state of Montana with the big maps. Yeah. So no matter what, no matter where I'm at in Montana, I'm covered. I at least have, you know, private, public, uh, game management, hunting units, uh, roads, trails. I can 
you know, see topo imagery, whatever I want. Um, but then the nice thing is on top of those, I can go into areas that I know I'm hunting mm -hmm. and save those five or 10 miles. Mm -hmm. So if I need to zoom in real tight to be like, okay, that bear is in between two trees and an opening 800 yards away and look at the map and like zoom in to clean enough imagery so I can say, okay, the, there's That's those two trees. That's where the bear was. Um, then you can do that. So I have hundreds of save maps on my phone. And that still to this day is the most common misconception, right? It's like, yeah, what you guys have is, is incredible. I love it. Um, it it's game-changing, but I don't hunt where there's service. Um, so t still today, I think that's the biggest misconception is it works 100% offline. You just have to download the maps, like you said. So you guys are, you're always, like I said, you're always innovating. You guys came out with 3D capabilities this mm -hmm. year. So you can still function in a traditional topo view perspective. Yep. You have a 2D view, and then you guys have now introduced a 3D view. And... Um, it's really transforming how we use our phones. Yep. Uh, you And the nice thing about it is it's very intuitive to kind of flip between looking at that topo view to a 3D view, just literally like a touch of a button. It's so easy. Yeah, and we, um, we're actually in the middle right now of working on some updates with the 3D, so it's gonna be uh, big improvements coming. Okay. Um, right now on the computer, it's full functionality, so you can drop waypoints, you can turn layers on and off. The phone is a little limited right now on, on what you can do. Um, um, as far as like the layers and the, mm -hmm. the data on top of the 3D, but that's being worked on right now. So I'm excited for that one because it's uh, 3D is nice. I mean, yes, you can see everything with Topo, but 3D is just a, a really nice feature to so have. So what is the biggest, I mean, you guys are, you've launched so much this year, you know, your top rep partnership, yep. your hunting pool partnerships. Explain to kind of our listeners some of the, the newer and everything you guys just did with Drury Outdoors. Oh my gosh, for yep. whitetail hunting. Yep. Holy smokes, like the moon face charts yep. and the hunt planning charts. It's, let me back it up, sorry. I just get <laughs> no, so excited, there's so many things. <laughs> there's a lot of new things, yes. Yeah. So start with what you're doing with Hunt and Fool. Mm -hmm. So we started last year. We've been partners with Hunt, Huntful for about a year now, a little bit over. Um, but essentially for our elite membership. So we have a premium and an elite membership. An elite membership gets you all 50 states. Um, premium mm -hmm. is a single state. Um, on top of it, with the elite membership, not only do you get all 50 states, but we're doing a lot of really cool elite benefits now. Um, Huntful is one of those. So okay. we, I mean, for, for many years, we've worked with Huntful. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we trust them um, for all their knowledge. They're incredibly knowledgeable. Um, but now, if you're an elite member, you get a free digital membership to Hunt and Fool. So um, all you have to do is sign in with your Onyx credentials on our website, mm -hmm. and then you have free access to their digital e-magazine, um, which I know you're familiar with a little bit. Oh. It's it's incredible. It's well, not... my husband's a member. He gets the regular yeah. magazine. And we literally have, like, in our living room, a stack of these things, <laughs> and he studies them, and he has tabs. Yep. And then we do charts of when we have to put in and what units we want to put in for. And having that digitally, like, I'm not going to pack around a magazine. Yep. But when we're on the road or we're on the go, it's nice to have that digital access. Yep. Because if we're... You know, somewhere like here, my husband's also a booking agent, so if he can't quite remember something, he can open that up, up in the app yep. and have that full access. Yeah, a ton of information in there. You know, I, I tell everybody this. It's not your standard hunting magazine that you buy at, you know, a gas station, right? No, like, it's not like that at all. I mean, yeah. it's really there to help you plan your hunt, yeah. and it's a huge resource, and if you leave it sitting and collecting dust, it's never going to help you. Exactly. I mean, I so I was born and raised in Montana. We have a lot of opportunity. Um, you know, I... 
I'm busy in Montana, hunting just Montana, right? And so a few years ago, I started expanding, hunting some other states and, and just applying for some other states. Um, I use Hunt Fool a ton, but yeah. their their magazine helped me out a ton. Like mm-hmm. Colorado, I, I didn't know a lot of how it worked. And state to state, it's so different. You figure out a state and you think it's all probably like, oh, that Wyoming's probably similar to Montana. It's mm-hmm. not. Like yeah. nothing is, about it is Mm-mm. is similar. So um, I had a ton of questions and like it felt really daunting. Mm-hmm. Like I was like a hurdle I had to, to jump through to be able to apply and hopefully hunt these states. And just reading through the magazine, like on the particular states, yeah. answered all of my questions. It was pretty eye-opening. Yeah, we used it a lot in my book, Cliff's Hunt, this year, um, trying to figure out, you know, what we could expect to find for trophy quality and, you know, just a little bit of information about the zone, you know, and and I ended up taking um, within what, you know, Hunt and Fool really suggested of, hey, this is going to be considered a trophy unit or a trophy animal in that unit now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we find the information really valuable. You know, we're getting ready to move to Wyoming and um, there's so many questions when you move and, you know, we're learning now that my non-resident points will become irrelevant when we move in Wyoming. And so now the Hunt and Fool just came out with the digital magazine and the printed magazine. And so my husband is now dissecting that with, with me. And we're just, I mean, we're, we're going in and trying to figure out what the best hunting strategy is. And I think for those of you that are, you know, do it yourself hunters, it's, that's a phenomenal partnership and and combination tool. And the, the digital magazine is only one aspect of it too, yes, right? Absolutely. So the, um, they just have a lot, you know, you can go on there and get like a previous tag holder list. So if I draw a special tag or really any tag, I can fill out this deal on their website and they put me in touch with other folks who have drawn that. So if I draw a once in a lifetime moose hunt, something like that, you know, other folks who have hunted the, that same unit are more likely to, you know, hey, Help here's what I saw, here's a good access point, etc. cetera. Um, obviously that's different on public land deer and you know over the counter tags but yeah. um yeah that's that's another cool thing they have to offer there's just a, a lot of a lot of cool stuff with it and yeah it's a, it's a huge value add to our customer right um you know before you might have had to have three or four different memberships subscriptions to everything you need and now if you're an onyx elite member like you've pretty much have everything you need for all of application season and then obviously the maps in the field mm-hmm so switching focus, like from this Western big game hunting mm-hmm. and looking at Eastern hunting, I love whitetail hunting. Yeah. And I mean, it's so weird. I don't know if I shake more than I do in a deer stand. My husband and I were deer hunting this year and there was only one day all season because it was crazy hot all season. Yeah. The rut was so slow. The deer weren't chasing like normal during the day. And there was one day where we had whitetail chasing, like legit the way it's supposed to be yep. whitetail hunting and I was like shaking so hard <laughs> and the stand is shaking and my husband's like oh my gosh this is what are you freaking out like this but I freak out whitetail hunting it's it's an incredibly um addicting yep animal to hunt and, and especially you think you're just sitting in a stand how exciting can it be it is very exciting but it's also a very complex hunt um you know if you're a western hunter and you're not used to whitetail hunting you could look at whitetail and think well you just go sit in a tree yeah it's easy not really the way it works you need to find yep. out you know what direction is the wind what stand can you get into with that particular wind direction where are they do your bedding are you going to bump them out of a bedding area entering your stand are you going to 
you know, uh, try to sit a stand and it's it's a stand where they're coming off food in the morning and then going out to feed in the evening. So what's your best place to sit? Yep. You know, where are they going? What's happening? It's like Is a it, chess match. Oh my gosh, it's literally a chess match. And I love my Onyx because I can take and look at the farms that I hunt. And I've hunted the same farm for four years or something. Okay. I have all my stands marked out. I know which one, okay, this one's on beans, this one's on turnips, this one's um, on a trail, this one's mm. good if the acorns are dropped and they're just hoovering the forest floor. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, okay, well, which one, if I'm only sitting a half a day for whatever reason, well, which one can I get into mm. this afternoon? And it just gives you this giant aerial perspective. But you guys have taken... Like the ability just to mark your stands to that next level with the juries this year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So very similar to what we just talked about with Hunt and Fool. Um, we do offer a jury deer cast. So mm -hmm. if you're an Onyx Elite member, you now have access to that too, right? So um, yeah, it's just a, a super easy way to compile everything you need all throughout the year. So instead mm -hmm. of us just providing maps, it's like providing the whole experience yeah. all throughout the year yeah. um, and working with the best in, in the industry to, to do that. Um, I'm curious, have you used, so it's a relatively new feature, but the, the wind on the waypoint, no, that so that for, hadn't for white tail for yet sure. when I was whitetail hunting. Yep. And then as soon as I got done whitetail hunting, I was so <laughs> I did all these stand-ups talking about, oh, this is how I use my Onyx. And then you guys launched right it after like a probably, week yep. later, and I'm like, what? Like, you know, Dylan, such a crucial. Call me and let me know this is coming. <laughs> like, better test me on this, you yeah, know? Yeah. So I unfortunately I missed the boat on that. Yeah, and we're doing a lot of improvements to that. But essentially what that is for folks who don't know is, um, you know, I can drop a waypoint and then do like an optimal wind on that waypoint. Yeah. So whether it be a stand, which is obviously a great use case for yeah. whitetail. Um, so I mark a, a tree stand. Obviously you have all that, you know, you can choose a, a tree stand waypoint, change the color, change the name, yeah. add a photo, all that cool stuff. Um, but now I can say, okay, out of this particular stand, I need a west northwest wind or mm -hmm. like that's the optimal wind and mm -hmm. here's like the okay mm -hmm. subset of winds um and so how i do that yeah. is uh, this i just title what the way i did it prior to this technology is i would title with the name the, with the name yeah so i would do northwest slash west and yep. then i would do the stand name so then i would just look at it really quickly like oh okay what's the wind today is it, we have weather. a south wind we have a north wind whatever um and then and then you can do a notes in the waypoint like yep. this is an absolute no-go if there's any south to the wind or like or, i can know. get away with like exactly. a west wind but yeah. it's not optimal um but yeah now it just shows right on the map and you know we're we're working on a lot of improvements um some cool stuff that we can chat about off camera a little bit um for kind of the next step yeah. of that right yeah, I um the moon phase too. The I, I know yep. the, the the Drury Deer cast has this big moon phase thing and I'm a huge believer in following that. Like I watch my hunt planner and it's not a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean it is not a hundred percent, but it's just man, tomorrow's going to be a 100% day. Like, it yeah. gives you something to look forward to, and I believe that there's a lot to that. Um, you there know, it, it, it ties to the moon phase. It ties to barometric pressure changes even. And, I mean, like you see it, I see it with a falling barometer, um, like my horses. Yep. When the barometer's starting to fall, they get spicy, and they're bucking and kicking, and they'll be playing in the field, and they just are so much more active, and wildlife are the same way. Yep. And so... 
you guys make all of this so easy for a hunter to pick it up and, and it's super intuitive. Yeah, no, it's it's been a, a really cool year for us, yeah. like with all the elite benefits and just providing more, you know, instead of, again, just looking at, and maps are crucial, right? Like you have yeah. to have the maps and that's the core, yeah. core of what we do, obviously, but just looking at it from a different perspective and being like, okay, we're covered on maps, like, but as an Onyx customer, like, what else, like, what's the journey throughout the year, right? Mm -hmm. We all know that you don't just pick up hunting no. during hunting season, um, you know, and some folks do, and that's great. Like, you know, maybe they hunt uh, one week out of the year, and mm -hmm. that's that's great, but so much prep goes into it, yeah. and whether you're whitetail hunting or hunting bighorn sheep, like, you know, there's a lot to it, and so that, that was our main goal of this last year is to provide the whole experience. And so, yeah, those are a couple of cool ones. Top rut, we do the same thing with draw odds. Um, so I can go in and uh, say, okay, Montana, I've got 12 deer, mule deer points or whatever, and then see all the draw odds for, mm -hmm. for that state and stuff. Um, we recently are working and with— And we're using that feature right now for— trying to plan what unit we're going to put in for yeah. for Wyoming or yep. are we am I just going to put in for the general you know yep. what what do I want to what's going to give me the best odds can my husband you can also look at it it can can someone piggyback on you like yep. on your points it will what will that do to your odds of drawing is it worth waiting yeah pull the trigger don't is it like the lowest point or the yeah, yeah. and that's where like a combination of a hunt and fool and mm -hmm. a top rep for that you know really comes comes to play um, we're also doing a new one with hunt reminder and so what that is, is it's a, it's a service that will text you and email you and let you know when certain application periods are open. Oh, wow. Um, and then it'll, you know, let you know, like, hey, you have, like, a week left or, like, 24 hours left to apply for this tag. So um, that's also free. Because I think we've all done that where we're oh, like, I, oh, yes. my gosh, I missed the deadline for... Yep. Yeah. Three points or anything, and you just... You're taking two steps back when you do that. Yeah. It's hard enough. It's getting so much harder to draw tags that yeah. if you forget to apply, like, obviously you can't win if you don't play it, right? No, you can't um, win. And even on the ones that are, are difficult, you know, it's it's a huge bummer when you do forget, and we've all done it. So um, that's another cool one, free with Onyx Elite mm -hmm. again. Um, so I can go in, and they have an, an absurd amount of hunts, just a lot. I, I'll, I'll misspeak if I say a big number because it'll be wrong, but a ton <laughs> of hunts. Um, and so you go in there and be like, okay, I'm interested in Wyoming elk, yeah. Wyoming mule deer, Colorado mule deer, uh, maybe just all these things and just like check the boxes and then it will remind you for those. So, um, yeah, just another, another really cool one that so we're So you're not getting hit up for all the, in all nope. of the deadlines. It's just nope. the specific the ones, ones that you that select. The ones that you select that you, you know, have have dedicated to want to, to learn more about. So what is, what do you think like is the biggest question that most people have? Like the first time they pick up Onyx, like what are some of like maybe the top three things that people don't know or don't know mm -hmm. how to use in, in the, in the software um, on their phone? Yeah. The first one honestly is back to offline maps, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's the biggest one in my opinion. Um, and when I started working at Onyx like seven years ago, I started out in customer service and like phone call after phone call, mm -hmm. like that was just like the same question constantly of like what limitations does this have offline? It doesn't have any. It still shows your GPS location. Um, still will allow you to turn layers on, turn layers off, mark waypoints, everything, mm -hmm. as long as you save it. So I'd say that is by far the biggest. And, you know, beyond that, everybody uses it so differently, differently. 
that it's hard to, to pinpoint and be like, okay, here's like another really big one. Because um, the whitetail hunter in Alabama is going to use it differently than elk hunter in Oregon, right? Um, and that's what's cool about it is, you know, you can talk to 100 people about how they use Onyx. Nobody's going to say, say the same thing. Mm -hmm. So like you've done a really good job, obviously, we talked about um, using it for spot and stock, right? Somebody is probably listening to this and was like, I've used Onyx forever. I've never thought to, you know, do some due diligence and mark yeah. a waypoint, use a line tool and make sure, you know, so it, that's the cool thing about it is everybody just uses it so, so differently. differently. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's something that's, it's evolving like absolutely constantly. Some mm -hmm. of some of the things I think that get missed would be the layers. Yeah, there's a lot. People don't understand like turning on and off layers. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I didn't know you could do that. And even like for me, um, the game management units this year, um, like I drew a, a, a limited, a limited, a limited entry tag, and and I had um, the book cliffs unit pulled up. But then there's subcategories yeah. within there, sub layers as you call them, um, where it's like. No, I don't have the book cliffs tag. I have the limited entry, yep. this tag. And and then it'll actually show you those game management unit zones yep. and areas. And so you can actually go in there and really hunt with confidence if you're using those layers properly. Yeah, and you do have to use them properly, yeah. you know. Um, that is a really good point. A lot of people don't know. Like Montana, for example, we have, so deer elk lion is kind of our general game management units, and that covers quite a bit. Yeah. But we have different pronghorn units. We have different bear units. We have different mountain lion units. Like, there are a lot of other units, and so... We obviously can't show all of those no. in the product because you it would just look like a jumbled mess. You wouldn't even know what's what. Um, but if you go into the layer and layer settings, then you can see all of them, right? So if I draw a bighorn sheep tag this year, hopefully, I can go in. All of us. <laughs> I can uh, <laughs> go into Montana and choose bighorn sheep yeah. uh, game management units, and it'll populate just those. So. Um, yeah, there's a Very lot. Very species and state specific then is yep. what you're saying. Yeah. Exactly. And there, there is a lot of data, right? We, we recently, um, fairly recently have, have launched like uh, crop data. Mm -hmm. So it'll show you the previous year's crop subset, you know, what was planted where, which is really cool. At first, you know, I was like, I primarily am a Western big game hunter. Um, I was like, you know, I'll, I'll use it. I used it a lot more than I thought I would, especially yeah. for, you know, like breaks hunting elk, mm -hmm. right? If I can find public land with cover for bedding and I turn on that alfalfa layer mm -hmm. and I see that there's private, you know, a quarter mile away, some big alfalfa fields, it's like they're, clearly that's what they're going to be doing. And then if I can, you know, find ambush spots or just anything in between access points, like it's huge. So um, that's another one. Like there's a lot of layers mm -hmm. to it. It takes a minute mm -hmm. to... You know, use it to its full potential. But if you, that's the best thing I tell people to do is just go into the app. You're not going to break it. Yeah. Like go into the app, spend, you know, 20 minutes poking around and, and turn things on, turn them off. And it, that's going to be the best way to learn. And you guys, another layer I really rely upon a lot is the burn layer. Yep. Um, and it will list, you know, the year the fire burnt and then kind of tell you a little bit how hot it burned, yep. Yep. all of that. So you know, is this was like scorched or mm -hmm. is it good habitat now? Has it been a year? Is it cycling back and the animals are going to be foraging in there? And um, that burn unit is, I mean, for bears and elk and deer, yep. I mean, to me, it's a, it's a, 
it's a no-brainer to, to have that layer on mm. specifically for yeah, that, big game hunting. That for big game hunting and then, like you said, bear hunting. Another really cool one for bear hunting is uh, the timber cuts. Mm -hmm. So you can see, like, clear was cuts. it a, a, clear, like a full clear cut? Was it, like, you know, partial? Um, we show those, too. So that helps out a ton. Just for shooting lanes and glassing. And, I mean, I'm in western Montana, and most of most of the, the western part of Montana like it's it's pretty thick. Mm -hmm. um, there are some open spots, but to to pinpoint those and be like, okay, here's a really thick uh, drainage, and then there's two clear cuts in it, and here's the year that they were cut, etc. Like I I know going in there that I'm gonna at least have a chance of seeing a bear or whatever I'm hunting. Well, and it also gives you a, like because clear cuts obviously are, once they're replanted they're designed to regrow. Yep. So just because there was a clear cut at one point doesn't mean you're gonna see anything other than a bunch of reprod Reprod, growing yep. in and, and you can't see any forest floor yep. and you've just wasted an afternoon going in to get a vantage point to glass yep. a reprod patch that yeah. you can see That's where the, literally nothing. The dates come into play really yeah. nice there. And same thing with the fire too, right? Yeah, like if for sure. uh you know, if something was burned really hot last year yeah. or recently before, like it's not probably gonna be worthwhile to go in there. Um, so yeah, there's there's a ton of data and that um, it can seem like a hurdle for some folks, just like overwhelming amount of data. I think it's it's important to learn to prioritize yep. with species and then what are your major hunt considerations? Um, mm what are we looking for with with what you're how you're going to hunt bears you're going to be looking for di a very different set of features than when you're hunting whitetail yep. um and in a, a lot of different considerations although some of them are kind of overlapping also food and wind um mm -hmm. but it is you, you, you know you're going to be looking for a different set of of opportunities that come from using yep. the app that will help you have more um hopefully success in the field with that with that species um but I, I, I can't say enough about the app and the, and the programming you guys are doing and the partnerships you guys are doing. Um, it's evolving so far from just landowner information. Yep. And still, you know, that's still probably the number one pe pe reason people still get the app, right, is, um, you know, landowner information, private, public. And that's, yeah. like, that's the nice thing about that is it's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. We can add on top of it. But, yeah. you know, that might be the reason that people initially buy it because they're hunting, you know, a, a state where there's a lot of private public yeah. um, and they need it for a particular hunt. But then once they're in, they realize, okay, like, now I have everything all throughout the year that I need yeah. some cool discounts to to you know partners yeah. gear and yes I don't even use a handheld GPS anymore I yeah. had one with like the two-way radio yep. and all of that jazz and now I'm like I have all these old GPS's and I don't use them because I do everything on my phone yeah. and the, the clarity the download speed when you're downloading maps I do it on Wi-Fi but even if you have to use your data the download speed is really fast yep. well I guess that would depend on your service but um it's it's super fast. It's not like it takes hours to download no. a map. I mean, it's it's pretty intuitive. It's it's pretty quick, and it's right there at the touch of your fingers. I and mean, yep. we always have our phones on us, and um, it just makes our hunting experience really enriched. One of the really cool features I also love is the waypoint sharing. Yep. So, like you talked about, you know, you mark where you park your car or whatever, and you know, you 
can send those waypoints, but you know, um, sharing like, hey, there's a, a wallow I found here. Yep. Maybe set up a tree stand or brush in a blind and and go hit that this afternoon. You know, yeah, if well, it's especially slow hunting or whatever. Like you just said, you know, we we're talking about tree stands and whitetail hunting. Can you imagine trying to explain to somebody where a tree stand, like if they were trying oh. to morning hunt it or something, like without you know, something like on X where it's like, here's a waypoint and here's my track in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like trying to explain to somebody how to get into a stand in the yeah. dark, you're going to do more harm than good. Like you Unless might as well just sleep Unless you sit cat in. eyes. You know, if you sit cat eyes yeah, in trees, if, sure. there, if there's the opportunity to yep. do those cat eyes, you know, stuff like that really helps. But yep. it is tough. I mean, without having a marked, it's, it's especially, you know, a lot of these hunt clubs are using on X now mm-hmm. to help mark stands and then they assign who's in the stands for the day um, and it's it's a tremendous resource and then a lot of people that want to manage big deer are marking harvest locations yep you can take and, and mark your um, where you're putting your trail cameras because I think there's a lot of us that have lost trail cameras, like oh, yeah. can't quite remember where we put our trail cameras. And then you can even kind of use this as a scouting plan. Like what I have done in the past is if I'm going to go scout for elk, you know, I'll go in and say, okay, well, I found some rubs mid-August where, you know, a bull was, you know, working off his velvet. And, you know, you mark those rubs. Okay, well, I found a wallow, which they're not hitting it, but I saw some elk tracks around it so maybe they're using it to drink there's probably a bull there and then okay I found some beds over here and then you know I I get on the ground and I mark those waypoints into my on x take pictures associate that and then when I get home I pull it into my computer and I get this whole area perspective of okay well especially pre-rut for me with elk because a lot of times those bulls are not like with 20 cows they're in bachelor groups or they're by themselves so they're not leaving like a ton of sign Um, but they're still leaving signs so I can kind of take a look like okay well here's where there's some beds here's where there's some water here's where um, you know I saw some fresh tracks or whatever here's where I saw fresh rub get that aerial perspective and then when you go into that unit you can say okay well if I'm going in in the morning you know I'm not going to want to pull in above them because my wind is going to be going down and I know, you know, whatever. So let's jump in from the bottom and he's bedding in this area or I found some beds in this area. So let's, you know, plan on working up to that zone. Mm -hmm. And you really can like totally strategize like virtually plan your hunt with, yep. without doing a ton on the ground. I mean, sure. a couple scouting trips can give you so much information and it's generational information. Yeah. A lot of times that information is year to year, a different yeah, bulls exactly. going to move into that area. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's huge. And, and like you said, it's really nice to be able to pull it back up on a computer, yeah. right? And be like, for, for whatever reason, that bigger screen just really helps you out. And yeah. then also you can flip on topo or 3d yeah. and say, okay, like, what you might not be able to put together, like in the field especially, as you're, you're walking around and, and gathering all this data, might become very apparent on the computer or when you're at home and you turn on top and you're like, there's a perfect saddle in between where he's bedding and the wallow that I'm pretty sure that same bull is hitting. Mm-hmm. So here's your pinch point to and try so, to Yeah, stalk. like clearly if you hear that bull bugle yeah. and he's making, you know, moving that way, like now you're in the field and you're looking at it and you're like, I know if that bull's going to come to this wallow based on where he's bugling right now, like he's going to hit the saddle or he's going to hit this trail. Um, And so, yeah, what you might not be able to like articulate quite in the field later on looking at it from, from the computer, especially and, and flipping between aerial and topo and 3d and stuff, it might just be like, aha, like Mm -hmm. it makes so much more sense now. And like you said, it's a great point. 
maybe you shoot that bull or maybe someone else does. Maybe that bull dies of old age or whatever. Another elk's going to move into that area more That's than right. likely. And, you know, I do that with mule deer all the time. You know, I, I'll... One of the things I've really been doing lately that's helped me out a lot is keeping track of, like, deer. If, if I'm hunting the same area year after year, like, I'll, I'll phone scope video or photos of a particular buck. And, and he might just not be, you know, what I'm looking yeah. for at that time. But then I mark a waypoint, attach a photo of that deer to the waypoint, mark what year it is, whatever. And, you know, I've got some trends of, like, oh, I, I'm pretty sure I recognize that buck. And I think that was a buck I saw in this section, you know, a couple miles away last yeah. year. And then I'll pull it up, look at it, either while I'm looking at him through the spotting scope or take a phone scope photo of him and compare it and be like, yep, that's that deer for sure. And now he's hanging out with a group of does a mile, you know, farther north or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's really helpful mm -hmm. to, to do that. That it's type fun. Of, yeah, it's and it's fun, fun to track yeah. deer. But I mean, I don't know anybody. I mean, how many people name their deer yeah. that are whitetail hunters? You know, big nasty or whatever, whatever yeah. they're going to call them. <laughs> but it is fun to watch them grow. Yeah. It's it's fun to watch them live, and and that's a part of the joy of being a hunter and, and being in the field. And you know, we're very blessed to have not a, not only all this technology to our hand, but just the opportunity to mm -hmm. be out there in wild places. And you guys do so much for conservation. I, I mean, I really want to tip my hat to Onyx. Like that's that's one thing you know you guys are out there you put your money into conservation into land projects you guys have a, a layer with the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation mm -hmm. so you can actually turn on a layer with Onyx it's an RMEF layer and it, you can go in and see where they've maybe done some land improvement projects yep. or, or different types of projects that might benefit wildlife um and draw them into an area or, or just to know the work that uh, volunteers and members are doing and people mm -hmm. are doing across the country, I think is is extremely noteworthy and valuable as far as a hunting asset. Yeah, no, it's it's really, it's part of our core, right? Yeah. And, and we really focus on access, um, land access and improvement. And we're just, we're very lucky to be able to work with the, the folks that we do, whether it's, you know, wild sheep to army That's after, right. you know, our partners, you like just, we're we're very lucky that we're able to work with with the great people that we do and we try and help you know wherever we can and access i think I know access is the number one reason people quit hunting or don't hunt. Or don't start, yeah. Uh, because they, they don't feel like they have access. And, and Onyx really paints the picture of what is truly available for people. Um, and then another great layer is is some of your um, ranching for wildlife areas that you guys have in there. Um, landowners that will allow, I can't think yep. of the name of the, uh, you help me out on this. So like uh, block management block is management. Montana's. Um, there's access, yes. There's walk-in areas. There's quite a few different names state to state, but uh, block management is the Montana program. I'm looking at a ranch right now that has like 2,000 acres of walk-in hunting, and I'm like, that that to me opens up 2,000 acres that I wouldn't normally be able to enjoy. And um, so that's there's so much out there. There's so much opportunity you guys are doing. You guys are giving back so much to conservation. And that's really what it takes. You know, we have to conserve the resources that we love being in so much. And I think with everything with COVID, um, people being on lockdowns, it, I, for me especially, it made me really appreciate the ability to have access to wild places. And, and you're making it more accessible for everyone you know when when someone puts up a fence for cattle grazing and posts it yeah 
you can walk up to that fence with confidence and, and look at your your app and your phone and say, nah, this guy might have posted it or or someone's fraudulently posting, yep. happens um, which happens a, a lot. Yep. Um, you can cross that fence with confidence. And, and the great thing about this is there is a lot of game and fish officers that if you show them, hey, I'm here's my onyx. This is where we're standing. This says it's public land. Um, well, there's thousands and thousands of them that use it too, yeah. right? As their source of, of truth, if you will. So, yeah, I yeah, know it's 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 very helpful. You know, it's yeah. hard to like whether I worked at Onyx or not. It's one of the most important tools that I have, yeah. and it's you know it sounds a little salesy if I say it since I work for the company, but it really is. If I you know, next year somebody said, oh, now you can't use your Onyx, I would be lost. Oh my gosh. And scared. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. I don't know how people navigated the backcountry prior to Onyx. I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really changed everything with hunting and, um, and I can't thank you guys enough for everything that you do for wildlife, for wild places, for hunters, for opportunity. The partnerships that you're creating allow us all to be more independent. And, you know, I, we're here at the Sheep Expo and there's a, a, a lot of really great outfitters here. But there's a lot of value and a lot of reward of being able to do it yourself yep. and, um, and, and hunt with confidence. And so I thank you guys for doing that. Um, thank you. Uh, Dylan for joining us again. If you guys have any questions about Onyx Hunt, um, you guys have Facebook, Instagram, a huge YouTube channel as well yep. with tons of information. Where, where can people find you specifically? Yeah, I mean, it just depends on, like you said, we're pretty much everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, we've got a great customer service team, a really big customer service team that answers calls and emails all day long. So that's the biggest thing is like, if folks have questions, like, we would rather them reach out to us and ask. Um, it might be something really simple that they just don't understand they can do. Um, and we, we love to educate people. Yeah. We It's obviously a, a techie pro, uh, product, right? Yeah, but don't be intimidated yeah, because- it's not. It's it's very user-friendly. Yep. Yeah, and we, we do our best to make it as user-friendly as possible. Yeah. But at the end of the day, some people just don't feel comfortable, you know, with that barrier of entry or, you know, maybe they're not even comfortable on yeah. a smartphone. Um, call us, email us, anything um, where, we're happy to help and yeah it's it's been uh it's been awesome i mean i've been around with onyx for about seven years and it's been incredible to see the company's growth and the products growth you yeah. know where we are today versus um seven years ago you know when i first got on with onyx and um it just makes me really excited for the next five years the next 10 years what's what's it going to look like and um like you said with access we're that's a big focus for ours and getting new people hunting, right? So it's uh, it's pretty cool to be a part of a company who, who does that. Well, thank you so much for your time explaining so much about Onyx to everybody. Um, there's so much to learn every year and you guys are always adapting and changing and improving and, and I'm so thankful for that because every year it just gets better. So thank you again. Thank you all for joining us, Dylan and I from Onyx uh, for this episode of the Wild and Uncut podcast coming at you all live from the Wild Sheep Foundation Expo in Reno. And if you guys have any questions or looking for Onyx, you know where to go. Just check them out online. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Wild and Uncut podcast. If you would like to hear more, be sure to subscribe to my Pursue the Wild digital series on YouTube and follow me at Christy Titus on Facebook and Instagram.